0: Welcome to Made In, podcast about Asian Canadian stories told by Asian Canadians. Each episode, we share stories about navigating through life as Asian Canadian women in Toronto. Hello? I think it's perfect. Oh, hey, guys. Yeah. Hi. Hey, you? Wow, new year, we don't even know how to use your recorder. What is this? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year's! Mm -hmm. Officially 2020, and we have a really special guest today. Woo! Say hi. Hi! (laughs) This is (laughs) Vanessa. Um, She is, like, one of the coolest Asian girls that I know in Toronto. Uh, We met, like back in the day at Aritzia. Um, Who like, didn't? Yeah, yeah <laughs> truly. Um, but yeah, we're so excited to have her here. Do you want to share with
1: us a little bit about you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> First of all, I was going to be like made-in podcast sponsored by Aritzia. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, God. God. I'm putting big jacks <laughs> up to this too. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. How do we? How do I sum it up? I'm, uh, I guess, like a creative person. I've been dancing in Toronto for the last 10 years, um, which I started after university. I currently work in film production. I have dreams of making more dance work that is relevant to me and um, making more work that represents not just Asians, but Asians that look like me and think like me. And Mm -hmm. that is what motivates me.
2: See, that's dope. I was in dance crew. Oh, in yeah. high school but I dropped that dream immediately because I was like uh, there's no Asians out here doing this stuff in a tangible way You mm-hmm. guys could so have I'm been... very aw- it's awesome to see someone like you on yeah, a show you session. guys could have
0: been like the Java walkies of
1: uh, Asian girls Okay, well, I'm that, that good and I think she is what i yeah. like
0: I think I've seen videos of you dancing okay that's I enough. would like, love on Facebook that's no no to, no let's
2: okay. turn this on. yeah <laughs> I high school yeah. so Jazz I want you to talk about parasite Before we jump in just to be like recent things that sort of aren't recent that much anymore but talk to me about it
0: yeah honestly uh just to recap uh oscars happened we were all rooting for parasite leading up to the oscars night though i think i listened to every single movie review podcast about parasite literally like i was like okay what's this person saying and like everyone was rooting for them I watched Parasite, and we talked about it before in, like, our previous episodes, literally screaming, like, the whole second half of it because had no idea what was going to happen. It's just, like, so visually appealing. Like, it, it was shot so well. And, yeah, I was just super proud that, like, so many, like, random, like, white friends that I had, be like, oh, like, I've heard of Parasite, and then them knowing about all the other movies that, like, Bong Joon-ho has made and stuff, so there was clearly such a Korean pride. Leading up to the Oscars, everyone kept saying it's gonna be a contender, but even I had doubts. I was like, 1917's gonna win, like, come on. Like. Yeah, yeah. And there was, like, all these realistic statistics about uh the academy is made up of like 97% white old men who yeah. like, love movies about Hollywood about Hollywood and stuff like that. And so, themselves like Yeah. yeah. So that the night started off good, we won like uh like we the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I represent all of Korea and both China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we won like we the first so category which was like obvious. I think it was like I I don't remember now. It was like the foreign one? one? Was yeah, it internet? best yeah maybe something that Screen? was like Screenplay maybe. It's like yeah. best. Uh, uh, yeah, original screenplay. Like original like screen, like Someone yeah. wrote that. Apparently, like in the pre-show, he said that he originally wrote it as a play, and then as he was writing and like editing it, he kept thinking about the different camera angles, and he's like, "This has to be a movie." Oh, I wish um, his uh, brain like that. Yeah, obviously. and then and then exactly how we said when he went up to get the second award he was like oh my god I thought I was done I was just ready to start drinking and then just kept going and going and going he's so I, shady I like, love him I know, I know. oh my god. god he just felt like oh my god I can't believe I won like just the pure humbleness mm-hmm. of him winning and also biggest shout out to the translator I yes. wow. absolutely loved her yeah. yes. and from a Korean person listening to what he had to say she did really summarize everything perfectly mm-hmm. Um, I really like that and yeah. Anyways, huge win, and I think the funniest part that summarized the entire experience was when they won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. They were so polite. They kept telling other people to go up and talk and like mm-hmm. do the acceptance yeah. speech, which is like so typical Korean. Yeah. Um. So I thought that just you know there was truly like a soju outage in LA. <laughs> I was partying up until the sun came out. I thought it was funny
2: because I mean maybe you can relate with me because we're Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. And but still there's oh, yes. a sense of pride. Like, even me seeing someone that looks like me, and I know it's not my heritage, but I still feel, like, this overwhelming sort of pride. There's
1: similarities. Yeah. And then I think, especially being in Toronto, where, like, I don't, well, at least for me, because my friend group is already really diverse, but I find that if you are Asian in Toronto, you have your favorite Korean spot, your Vietnamese spot, your southeast asian spot you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you are you have filipino friends you're mm-hmm. familiar with all the different cultures so it's easy for me to kind of like align in whichever direction mm-hmm. and like i told jazz i was like uh so yeah i'm gonna align myself to korean culture <laughs> for this entire parasite journey yeah, same. yeah, and i'm just gonna take all of your successes my own <laughs> i hopped on too don't worry i but was like yeah it's like it doesn't it's it's almost like on this level, though, it doesn't matter exactly. that it's a different Asian culture. It's yes. someone who looks like you. Exactly, and yeah. I felt that so much,
2: and no, I, I texted, like, Jazz was, like, the first person I texted, I was, like, yeah. working, and I was like, yeah. girl, talk to me. <laughs> we did <it>. How <laughs> do you feel? I need to know. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Um, no, you know, so that was, like, an amazing moment. Um, the rest of January was super rough. Like, it was just, like, the worst oh, tragedies yeah, Cor- after yeah,
0: tragedy. But then, as you oh were saying gosh. about oh God, um, hopping see, onto the Korean side... <laughs> <talk> about <laughs> I, sorry, yeah, Sorry, I actually totally blocked out of it. But as you were saying, you're hopping onto the Korea train. I feel like all the other Asian cultures were hopping onto the China train to try to support and, like, you know, mm. de race this entire like yeah, yeah that's coming up and like I feel like everyone has stories about when SARS hit Toronto how yes like we were all having PTSD like honestly I think I was messaging Vanessa so many times <laughs> okay so I was on like the streetcar and this crazy ass lady wouldn't move her feet and then I had to like maneuver like Tetris my feet against where it. were her feet I, it was like she you know those new streetcars it was like two by two and you're facing each other already hate and those ones, yes, I know. but I'm like I'm getting a seat so I like grovel over into like the corner side and she wouldn't move her uh, like legs in so that I can move in so I literally had to like move my feet over and like in her like, and <laughs> her anyway sorry long you're, story like, short
1: you're scissoring yeah, yeah. I made
0: that by the way. yeah so pissed and I posted on my Instagram story and then Vanessa oh no oh, fuck, it wasn't Vanessa it was my friend Steph she replied back just cough on her yeah. and then it just no but out.
1: then I responded because I was busy replying to each of your Instagram stories <laughs> and then I didn't see that you had I posted another response so yeah. I also said just cough on exactly. her exactly yeah and I also
2: had felt <laughs> in that moment that like in any moment I was in a trap street crowd I was like I should just cough, cough. on everybody
0: yeah like, I tweeted it January was the month of coughing but like, to in get, all, like in
1: all seriousness though it was really quite shocking and I don't know why I'm still surprised by it but yeah. I just felt like like in my in when I was in high school stars hit and I felt that and then you know with how we've been talking about, like, Asian representation in media and mm-hmm. about how, like, people are kind of... I think the view of, like, Asian girls is becoming more like, oh, we're bad bitches and people want to kind of we be are. like us. Yeah. yeah. But then for coronavirus to come and, like, I'm starting to get comments from people at work oh mm. where in china are you from i'm like you didn't care before this virus hit yeah. and also i have the most canadian sounding accent in the world mm-hmm. like why are you all of a sudden now curious where i'm where, where my I roots are from does that this? even matter no it no. doesn't i'm like bitch does this sound yeah, like that, <laughs> to happen, it just, it takes you back a bit, and it kind of yeah. makes me worried, like, you know, when I'm in my 40s, when I'm in my 50s, yeah. it's gonna happen again, and it's gonna surprise me again, which is the sad part about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I was, like, in grade 5, and I just came to Canada, and I don't know, I was in grade 6, and then the SARS thing came, and I think I shared the story with Evie, too, but, like, you know, I actually used to, like, write journals in high, uh, yeah. high school, elementary, yeah, elementary school? school yeah. yeah, so I wrote, like, a journal, and then obviously, like, the teacher is, like, reading it to, like, read it or whatever. Ever, and then this is when SARS just hit and like not only did I not speak the English language I didn't really understand the cultural context of what even a virus was because we're also so young mm-hmm. and then I wrote in my just like really plain mind being like oh like I don't want people th- to think that I have SARS because I'm Asian Yeah. and then hit, uh, the teacher brought me up be like hey like does this mean you have SARS and he like oh the show yeah like he just like had it just and he was like this like old white guy What's and his address? I didn't uh, no, yeah, I didn't. I, didn't just, honestly, <laughs> I think he may have passed away. His name was oh. Mr. Lillico from Peterborough, also. Oh, Peterborough! Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That makes sense now. Yeah, sorry. It's <laughs> fucking Peterborough. Yeah. Like, why should I, be surprised? I was the only Asian in class. So, like, anyways, like, and I just. Kind of when um, coronavirus came, I kind of, there was a moment where I felt like that, like, grade six-year-old Jasmine again, mm-hmm. where I didn't speak any English. And I just felt this, like, flash of, like, redness of, like, mm-hmm. embarrassment. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God, is everyone going to think that I have this? No, and no, then yeah. now fast forward to here, what, it's been, like, 18 Mm Years, maybe, or whatever it is, and we're still doing it. Yeah, we're still going through with it like nothing happened during
2: that time. I was really young, and I was, you know, like I already threw all my Chinese lunches. I was so embarrassed in that. I did, I did a whole, wrote about all this stuff about how I threw this shit Mm -hmm. out. But, like, that was, like, an escalation of that. Like, you got people randomly asking you if you eat dog anyway, and then yeah. now it's, like, now there's SARS, and it's, like, what the... Like, yeah. This, yep. But no one thinks about, obviously, science. Like, grown-ass people, like your teacher, or,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like, some people that, like, are supposed to, you know, be authorities, and like, or figures. Like, all, like, the science goes through the door, and it's, like, mm-hmm. sitting with an Asian person on a public...
1: Mm-hmm. On public
2: transit or anything somehow means you're gonna get it. Like, it mm-hmm. literally makes no sense, and mm-hmm. it's so crazy. Um... And the worst part is, like, they don't even... Like, the Chinese diaspora is itself so big. Like, Mm. there's people from Hong Kong. There's (laughs) Chinese Jamaicans. There's literally so many different types of Chinese people. Yeah. But when you're in this kind of society, they just zero in on you because you're Chinese. And I also think it's Asian, too. Like, it doesn't just... Because no one takes the time to learn, like oh, you're Korean, or you're Chinese, no, or what does it mean, and what's the difference? Like, once this kind of, like, thing hits, everyone is, like, a blanket. They group them all together. Mm, they could all have coronavirus yeah. situations. And that's
1: what made me so sad is and why I responded to your Instagram stories, because I was already feeling that kind of tension at work. Yes. Like, it's such a burden to be a spokesperson for an mm-hmm. entire race of people. Yeah. Races, plural, of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And I was already feeling that, and then I feel like I went onto Instagram, and I noticed, like, specific... Asian people that I follow kind of posting things that are like kind of myth busting coronavirus or saying things like even I posted something that was like just a screenshot of a tweet that was like it's not an excuse to be xenophobic Mm or say racist things towards Asian people and I it just made me really sad because I'm like oh my god we're all going through it yeah Yeah. I don't even have to talk to you to Mm -hmm. understand why you posted it yeah and it was Filipinos Koreans like it was all across like yeah so that that's really upsetting but yeah
2: yeah so like I think that was just important it's not an important lesson like to this day there's still racist Mm -hmm. incidents like that happening here in europe and everywhere um I, I don't know. Like the best way to inform, I think, is like I wrote a piece about this in the Star. It was just basically saying like plug the yeah plug. <laughs> hey, Whoa. read it, y'all. Um, Comment, but I think share. The best thing that we can do is like use social media as a human tool. Like we're we there's jokes about it, right? Like yeah, there's like you're making a joke like these white people are crazy or whoever yeah, people mm-hmm. are crazy or just sharing your not you know your human experience from like you know back in stars. Like it really bonds us together. Like you're saying mm-hmm. like we know that and then I guess hopefully our allies like people that I've you know come to call family and yeah. they're not necessarily Asian can you know put that back out in the world or something right yeah.
0: mm-hmm. no I think um i I begin to understand more like yeah I can be like super fiery and like be you know as soon as if like maybe another one of my co-workers ask like hey like what Asian are you like obviously I get so defensive yes. and like everything I get like me sweats and I get so nervous like to totally attack them yeah but it's teaching me now that, like, all I need to do is just kind of take a step back and be like, I actually have no idea what this person's background Mm -hmm. is. Maybe it is just, like, education and, like, informing them. So even with this whole coronavirus, yeah, like, it's such a shock and, like, it was a worldwide, like, known thing. And, like, yeah, like, China is really secretive, and, like, there's so much Mm -hmm. things happening where they're censoring things, so it's causing more panic. But, I mean, if we can take the time to just, like, educate and, like, hey, this is what I know, if you want to know more about it or, like, educate you and how, like... You can share with other people that Mm -hmm. it's having the same panic. And, like, I think that's kind of creating Mm -hmm. that alliance, too. Because, obviously, like, it's so easy for us to, like, make fun of, like, all these ignorant people that don't know. But at the end of the day, like, they just, like, not might have the tools to understand, too. Yeah. So, I feel like, you know, sometimes I... I, This is kind of, like, another thought. But I feel like we can't... Like, Asians can't be racist to other Asians either. Like Mm -hmm. That's a 100% a thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's,
2: like, a power structure in itself. So, Mm -hmm. it's so... It's so complicated and for someone to come to you and ask you if you're like oh do so you guys partners? Like I'm just like <laughs> oh I just wanna like I just wanna die. But like I think the good thing is that we're young and we can use mm-hmm. our these platforms to help and even like our parents. Like I remember during SARS, like my mom didn't speak the best English, so she's not just gonna like go out and defend herself. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. growing up we were a very insular, like I don't know if you kinda grew up that way too. Like were your parents It's, like, kind of keep to yourself and be more,
1: like, quiet. Yeah, for sure. And, like, the way I discuss race with my parents is really interesting because I find that a lot of... Because I'm Mm first-gen. So a lot of people who came and then they were probably... Like, my parents were in their 30s working here, not speaking English. Mm -hmm. And they had to go through all of that. And they definitely had, you know, actual racist comments and microaggressions every day of their life. Mm -hmm. And they have developed this kind of, like, adapt or die sort of mentality Mm -hmm. whereas our generation is really diverse so we are like well no no, we don't adapt we show who we are and explain our culture and whatever so there's a lot of difference whenever we discuss race because you know it's like, there's a bit of resentment, I think, especially when they're like, oh, well, we had to go through this. Right, yeah. right. So why yeah. should I educate people when I had to be made fun of mm-hmm. every day of my life working here? Yeah. Whereas I'm like, but you, again, it's also like a boomer thing. Yeah. It is a boomer <laughs> Where I'm thing, like, yeah. you're not thinking about setting up the future generation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm I'm only a young seed and I'm tired of having this conversation over and over and over again. Yeah. So it's really interesting the way we're dealing with.
0: Right. I think the resentment part you're saying is so true. It's like, for me, my parents were immigrants so I guess I'm like second, 1.5, like second generation. Like, they brought me here to you know raise me in like a certain mold that they envisioned when they moved to canada to have this like golden child of like an immigrant daughter Mm -hmm. and as i'm growing because they gave me such an amazing gift to like experience western culture i obviously more and more as i've grown um gone farther away from what their ideal Mm -hmm. is because i'm being exposed to different cultures and experiences but now that i'm a point of like i'm 28 like I've just gone to the opposite ends of what they envision. And I think there's like a sort of a sentiment of like, them thinking I don't respect them because they're like well I gave up everything to bring you here like right. how dare mm-hmm. you not meet the needs that we have like why do you not even want to listen to us but there is me who like well yes you did bring me here and I'm so grateful for that but you did give me all these other opportunities to be where I am now so you can't kind of try to combine these two ideas that you had when you moved here in early 2000s mm-hmm, like yeah. I think there is like such a resentment and like yep. they think that it's like just rude and like disrespectful but you like they don't if, understand it yeah, yeah. I think it's scary for harder. them because yeah like they never had to go through like a, a marriage like westernized high school so to understand what like a westernized Mm -hmm. high school day-to-day is they don't know how we chatted with their friends how we engage with friends what a recess even was so Mm -hmm. like they i think it's scary for them because they don't understand what my thought process is and they always think i lean to like my friends for advice who hasn't lived which i understand where they're coming from but at the end of the day like those were the tools that i needed to to like survive in this position that you know i happen to be in Mm -hmm. and i think Sorry, this is like a a rant too. Like, no, I really just my parents, but yeah, I think that's so true. It's, they just like don't understand.
1: It's not. It's not a topic you can uh, have an hors d'oeuvre size. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, big, yeah. um, so it's always like just. Yeah. That's why it was like, oh, I need to think about what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> here. yeah. Because it's because you they do it out of love. Yeah. I mean, I'm that's lucky. of it. I'm lucky enough. Everyone's situation is different, and I Mm -hmm. know that they do it out of love. But sometimes it is kind of funny when you're like, you made this decision Mm -hmm. for us to live here, so why is it a surprise? Yeah, that this is happening. Yeah, why, and then again, it's like, why does this keep coming up as a surprise? And you're did like, you what? not read the pamphlet? Yeah, that, yes, that it was given give you to you the starter, pack, the starter, your, <laughs> the <laughs> starter <laughs> pack. You bought this combo, yeah, it comes you, with 10 white <laughs> <that>. No, substitutions gonna <laughs> <laughs> come no substitutions, like, literally. Yeah, like, why is it? A, it's and like, then, why are you surprised I want to date white guys? I yeah, 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 I just yeah. feel like growing up, it's like you and your parents just constantly like ditty memeing each <laughs> they're, they're like, who am I? Yeah, like, oh, am I? I don't know. Then they're like, piano? You're like, no. <laughs> I did piano. It was horrible. I oh, did maybe. piano for 17 years. Okay, that's a bit me. <laughs> can, can you still play now? Um, No. Well, near the end of it, mm. When you do your like practical exam yeah. to get your ARCT, <laughs> just, like, your teacher, like, which is like so your teacher, which is like, so I didn't teach, do the yeah. teaching one because okay. I was really bad at music theory, Yeah, but I did the performers one. So ba- wow. basically you practice like six songs. So you have like an hour long recital for, you practice it for like yeah. a year and a half, like wow. a long time. And yeah. so I used to just remember those just because mm-hmm. it was like beaten mm. into me. Now I probably can't. I just gave it up. See,
2: that's the same thing with me. Like it was so traditional to get your kids into piano, yeah. but it's it the Korean.
0: Asian starter pack it, or yeah. violin, whatever I you want to choose. I
2: Okay. I'm like, let me just sing violin, and see how yeah. people do. Um, I didn't have to do that, so thanks, mom. Um, but it's like, yeah, that's like come here. They make like these are the classes that Chinese or Asian people do. You go to for Chinese people, it's like you go to Chinese school on Saturdays. Yeah, you go Friday to night. music school and like. Tutoring, or I don't know, whatever, like, mm-hmm. comp- Girl, like I don't know. Why didn't they
0: put us in sports? Like, those are the fundamental.
1: Like, I would. Girl, try to they try to make or... yes, like money. Yeah. It's true. Olympic athletes. No. Yes. Yeah. Olympic athlete. No. Because I think also the idea of who they're aspiring to be themselves and who they want us to mm-hmm. be isn't. I think the mentality is like, oh well, why would we have an athlete? We want to be the ones in the box seats yeah. watching the athletes. Oh, we want to no. be like with the investment bankers mm-hmm. and the you know like the big, big shots of whatever. But it's sometimes I just want to be like, I don't even think you really understand who that person yes. is. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You just no see so. It's not you. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. So... I think it's just really, um, like, the knowledge they always want is practical, but also, like... So this is what I'm leaning towards. Like, we're all kind of in a creative field, especially yeah. you. Um, were there, like, pressures growing up to be like, I want you to be a doctor or an engineer or, like, a... You know, all those classic things that you should be.
1: So that's the funny thing is my parents pushed me... Uh, they they had me in piano and they had yeah. me in violin and when I was in high school I always danced at home I would always like choreograph with my friends and like my high. family oh, friends wow, like amazing. just like copy Boy like my first me. my <laughs> first music video I ever copied was oh. Dirty by Christina Iacobo. oh my god where <laughs> <laughs> your parents like they didn't know yeah. Obviously, before that, I was doing, like, Spice Girls routines, S Club 7 routines. Love. Um, Now everyone knows how old I am. Yeah. But but the funny thing about this, and I had this conversation with them recently, was I was, like, literally, again, like, did you not read the combo you were buying because (laughs) you put me even though they say like piano and violin they they put us in that and they want us to play chess because they they say that it helps you like develop your logical side Mm -hmm. of your brain and everything you become like analytical but they're still creative and i still did something creative like play piano for 17 years yeah i played violin for about 10 years Mm -hmm. and i danced the entire time and not one time in there were Did you preparing me for med school or an LSAT yeah, maybe, yeah, or yeah. anything like that? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, we reach, fast forward 10 years yeah. later, and they're like, why aren't you a doctor? And yeah. I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, I'm like, I thought my trajectory yeah. was being a classical pianist. Yeah. So I don't really understand. Mm. But then also, what's funny within the creative arts is that they hold things that are traditionally seen as like Western, like elite art, yeah. like for example, being a classical pianist, above what I do currently now, like right. dance. Right. So sometimes yeah, we have this back for and sure. forth where they're like, "Oh, but you could also teach piano." I'm like, "But I teach dance." Mm-hmm. And then again it's another diddy meme. Yeah. Yeah. Where <laughs> he's like P.D. he's like teach, you know it's the like meme the where P.D. like diddy's like staring. Oh, at the it's the diddy yeah. meme. So they just, just stare on on it. at yeah. the yeah. yeah. Stare So all. I But, Um, but it's, it's like a back and forth. They're like, oh, you should teach piano. I'm like, but I teach dance. Mm -hmm. So they still ask you to this day. Oh my God. All the time. Do your parents not ever throw random career choices at you? I was like (laughs) a really bad kid.
2: So they just, I just, because I kind of like, I
1: knew that I, I I grew up in like a divorce.
2: It was totally different. Right. Mm. So I kind of like fucked that mold up really early. (laughs) So
1: now I'm actually,
2: I wish I did.
1: Like, I know Do you think that it was a pro looking back.
2: It was a pro like me now. It's a pro, but like Mm -hmm. back in the day, I could have done some I really stupid shit that Mm could have got me killed. But Mm -hmm. now it's such a pro because I actually like like my mom. I'm more open with her Mm -hmm. and like I'm like look, I might want to you know drop my career right now to do something else or freelance. Freelance. I don't know, know, but like
0: ma Evie's mom, don't be listening. I know, (laughs) but like
2: it's like now she's like okay. I feel like you're good, but it's because we finally got to that place Mm -hmm. because I was so bad. She needed to get me back. But I feel like what I've heard from Jazz and even, you know, like, to this day, they're so like, but how about piano? Like, you know, it's like not like letting up.
1: you're eating lunch and then they're like, our friend. <laughs> it's
2: all my cousin. My Sorry, I'm having <laughs> flashbacks right now. They're like, it, daughter. It'll, it'll come out so innocent. Like, our, our
1: friend's daughter <laughs> works at a travel agency. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoa! Whoa! Choking <laughs> on your life. They're like commission. Yeah, uh, and uh, literally, like, it almost sometimes seems like any option besides what you're currently doing 100%. is the better option. Just don't do what you're doing. Dude. My cousin, do son. Is <laughs> literally. No, <laughs> to this day,
0: yeah. My mom's like. Have you ever thought about teachers' college? <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, like, I'm <laughs> sorry. They don't, they don't. The thing is, I actually wished I had a horrible, not like more rebellious like, it was a bad kid. childhood yeah, yeah. because not only you, but like one of my other friends who's Korean, like she rebelled hard when she was in high school where she like yelled at her mom and like just like was such a bad kid. Yeah. They like love each other and they're so open about it. Yeah. I think the disadvantage for me was even though my mom was such like a scary, like typical tiger mom, I still still obeyed her and like you know i would either lie but like really small lies i never did anything huge yeah. where she really felt like oh shit maybe i need to change mm-hmm. like so we never really had this like huge falling out and have yeah. to come back together where we like embrace each other i'm We're not small.
2: saying go out and do and any of the f- old <laughs> yes. <shit> right
0: now <laughs> i think you should
1: start now
2: yeah. <laughs> while you <laughs> okay. have okay yeah i'm do getting tattoos on my shit. face yeah. yeah yeah that's so funny um I don't know. I feel like a lot of it, it's like the environment you're raised in. Mm-hmm. I grew up like, like the high school I went to, it was like so white and fit in with anyone. So it just made me feel like I had nobody. Plus like my parents were in divorce. Like, so mm-hmm. I just went out and did made other friends and chose like another group of people to be my family, mm-hmm. right? So they introduced me tons of stuff, really diverse group. Um, but I grew up basically in a jockey school. Like it was all like super white. Like hockey was big. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck am I doing here? I feel so weird. So... Yeah. I don't know for you. Like, did you grow up with a lot of?
1: You grew up in Toronto, yeah. So uh, yeah, in Richmond Hill. Yeah. And oh. then um, I went to a private school. Oh. Ooh. Do you guys Ooh. understand more of the piano, violin? Yes. Yeah, 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 I I get get it. yeah. Um, but I was gonna say I was the exact opposite. I literally assimilated. I was the token Asian at every party. I was a fucking. I was a bitch mm. when I was little. Mm. I definitely mm. did a lot of like. Apologizing to people years later about oh, oh, yeah. that I might have just like in the heat of high school and gossip, and it was an all girl school, and like I definitely it was winked. God yes. scary, so, yeah. and I really pushed it all away, and that was really. Like, looking back, I'm, like, it makes me cringe, like, the amount of years I wasted. Yeah. And it gives me, like, a huge sense of FOMO. And as much as, like, sometimes I pick up my mom and I'm, like, like on the phone, I'm, like, I miss you. And she'll talk for 10 minutes. I'm, like, I have to go immediately really far away. But it makes me have FOMO about, like... Not getting lessons from them while they're still around right. um, about my culture, because mm-hmm. for so long I pushed it away, and that in the whole like school lunch thing, like thinking about it makes me want to cry. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, yeah, it's horrible. It's awful. Yeah. It's first of all, it's just environmentally yeah. terrible. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's you know the privileged. Services? It's the I'm most so privileged thing to do, oh but gosh, like, yeah. and I don't know. And the and the great thing about this podcast is like we can finally talk about these mm-hmm. things yeah. because I don't know if the girls that I went to school with for, like, 12 years. And it was, who so were it your, your best friend, to Who could be I don't best think friends. that they would have known mm-hmm. no. that I was doing that or thought deeply about why I was doing that or yeah. maybe wondered, like, how it affected me. And, like, just, like, if anyone who's listening and doesn't know what it is, is basically when you're in high school, your parents pack you your favorite food for lunch. That's in the culture that we eat. That's in yeah. the culture that we eat. So for for me, it was, like, I forget what it was. It was, like, steamed taro it oh. was like lovaco oh. okay. so you it's do like, that it's like, it's like turnip cake which oh, honestly so like good. just by the name of it you know if you put that shit in a thermos it's oh, gonna it smell like a fart yeah, yeah. but like with some so soy sauce like it's so good yeah. and I remember like I, I would have like braised beef dishes or like mm, curry it. or something like that shit your mom slow cooked and, all and night but and also like not only slow cooked or prepared like they selected the best parts mm. yeah, yeah. The all to give to your favorite parts like it was like the fish cheeks or Mm -hmm. like the softest part of the thing which there's only one of in each dish you know what I mean like they would give you that part and then I would leave it in my locker Mm -hmm. pretend I didn't have lunch and go get pizza with my friends yeah. because I didn't want them to make comments about my food. I wanted to hang out. I yeah. didn't want to be the one kid who brought their food because everyone else got lunch money. Yeah. That's true. And then at the end of the day, I would come back to my locker at like 3.30 mm-hmm. and I would open the thermos to discard the evidence yeah. and throw it out. And my heart would literally break mm-hmm. seeing the best parts of the food mm-hmm. or oh, my favorite yeah. food. Mm-hmm. And then I would go home and my mom would be like, did you enjoy your lunch? I packed the best part oh, for you. Yeah. Like I packed your favorite. And and, I'm like, but I did it. (laughs) It was triggering. That's like exactly how I felt. Honestly, I'm like, where's my Pixar short? Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) honestly, we need to make this. it was m- moments like that, that mm-hmm. when I was in university, then I started studying East Asian studies. Oh, yeah. I learned Korean. Mm-hmm. I can read in Korean. Wow. And I can't remember much else, but yeah. I learned Korean, Mandarin, and Japanese, and I... Wow. It was liberal arts, so, like, I didn't really learn anything, but, like... <laughs> yeah. But, like, I did my focus in East Asian studies, and now I'm obsessed with East Asian mm-hmm. cultures mm-hmm. because I'm making up for lost time because yeah. I don't want to be that person anymore. And, like, I want the next generation of people, like... Whether I have kids or not, like other people's kids, I want them to grow up and not throw out their lunches, mm-hmm. yeah, and be like, "Fuck you, bitch, this Is good, yeah. Eat your yeah, stupid ass sandwich, yeah." yeah. And they, <laughs> and they want it, like, and they sandwich. want it. They would
2: want it now so badly. You know, like all the food has become so goddamn <clears throat> they trendy, it and I'm good like
1: now, yeah. and I'm like so, so it's, so it's like all, eat this all, shit of yeah. <laughs> all of uh, Ossington. I yeah.
0: know,
1: all of Ossington obviously yeah. wants to do that. Yeah, True that, it's yeah. sad. Do
0: you feel like when you're growing, going to school in like an all girls? Uh, private high school like was
1: there any other Asians so my grade specifically there were only three other Asians Mm. and the other two were not my idea of who was going to the parties and Mm, whatever and looking back now again I would have wish I could like tug on my little tiny ears and be like fuck you go be their ally but yeah yeah I wanted to you know, go contact. out drinking. I wanted to go see, like, you know, I wanted to do the typical stuff, which is, you know, I, it built my character to who I am today. So I'm happy for that. But yeah. so no, in my grade, there wasn't, but in other grades, there were more mm-hmm. Asians. And I think that they definitely had a different experience. But mm-hmm. just for me, it was, I only had white friends. And then, and then I had like a different comp- compartment of like Asian friends that I would have in Markham. And I think mm-hmm. I told you a little bit about that where it's like they you know how it's like very um common for you to have like a group of ten or fifteen Asian yeah. friends and yeah. they've all like dated each other. Yeah. yeah. So I was always kind of like a little bit a part of that and I would see that and but it was almost like I was like visiting. Because I never really understood. You play,
0: like, that role when you will go see them, and then you kind of, like, escape back to, like, your white friend groups.
1: But my life was, like, being the token Asian. Mm -hmm, Or, like, going to a house party and then seeing the other Asian girl. Mm -hmm, And then, like, hating her immediately. Um, (laughs) I think it's always immediately because,
2: like, the thing is, like, in that kind of world, when you do... There are a lot of, like, white people at your school or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I'm the only one that could be there. Like, you're yeah. not the token... Like, it gets mm-hmm. so destructive in the way that you're, like... That I'm that Asian. You're not that Asian. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, well, I, had, I have people in my school who were, I guess, like... They had just come here, like, mm-hmm. t- and to my high school. And I was, like, always wrestling... Like, I knew in my heart, I'm, like, oh, I feel... I know the struggle, mm-hmm. like, times yeah. ten. They mm-hmm. can't even be out here. But mm-hmm. I was like, how could I put myself in that situation? Because apparently in high school, like, everything mattered so much mm-hmm. that, like, if I walked down the hall with one of them, people around me would be like, oh my god. Like, I would think Are that, you a right? Are now? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, again, until, not until after high school as well, or when I, like, rebelled and, like, I found other people who were so different. And, like, we've shouted out Aritzia before, but you get to meet some yeah. crazy, badass Asian girls there, and it's like, they're all different, and they... They're all kind of like real pieces of something that's mm-hmm. like that just comes together. And mm-hmm. that's really what formed a big part of who I am today, I would say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Same. I think though the the one thing too that meant you mentioned or we were talking about, about like the being the token Asian and hating the other person mm-hmm. is you're kind of buying into the like you know when people are like, Oh, like they'll say something racist about Asian people and then in front of you and then they'll see your reaction, and they go like, Oh, but not like yeah, you yeah. though. Yeah. 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 You're, like yeah. Cool, oh. you're like a cool you're like a cool Asian. Yeah, yeah then we start to believe it back yeah. to ourselves because you see the other like Asians that, yeah. that are more fobby than you yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like, Oh, but I'm different. Like I'm actually cool. And then it's like, you know what? Just wait for a coronavirus to happen. Yeah. Yeah, see yeah, how yeah. quickly those people will turn on okay. you because yeah. Yeah. if you don't empathize with your other mm-hmm. people, you know, yeah. it's sad that it's like affirmation. You're you like, can't do I did it. Like I'm mm-hmm. that Asian.
2: Like I, they said not me. So obviously not me. I'm white. You yeah. Know?
0: There's this girl, um, like who's Asian at the that I work at and she's been younger and like this is not me like putting her blast whatsoever but I think she was making a comment to like one of my other Asian co-workers because uh, she she has like a white boyfriend and then she was like oh like so like who's your boyfriend like wh- is he white and then the the first like the younger girl was like oh my god yeah I only date Asian uh, I only date white guys like mm-hmm. I think I, I would never date an Asian, yeah. Asian guy and like it I, I, I totally have memory mm-hmm. of like me saying that when I was younger too and like not that I like immediately wanted to like cancel her being like how dare you but like I actually felt really bad and like I wish I can talk to her but like you know when you say those things to like other people that can hear it yeah you're putting into like the Asian male talk like, toxic mentality, Mm -hmm. masculinity. And you're putting your own people down, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, I obviously, like, haven't been, it's it's such, like, I'm not going to go up to her, but, like, by the way, I heard you said this, and (laughs) and I want to teach you the ways. Sometimes
1: Um, you have to. I'm not brave enough to do that yet. mm -hmm. I'm not either. But but sometimes. Yeah. I've seen other people do it. And and I'm like, 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 you go. Yes. yes, Yeah.
0: No, it made me, it made me really shocked that, like, she's, I think, maybe, like, 22 to 24 or something, and, like, made me so sad that, nowadays she still thinks that way and you know we have like all these Netflix movies mm. even though I fucking hate when they don't use the correct race like I'm still pissed about um,
1: um all the other lesbians yes babies, her sisters you calling yourself yes. Korean yeah, there no
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah just cause and they're just they're Asian yeah, let's just find let's just pick one <laughs> anyways yeah. um it just made me really sad that there are still younger girls out there that are like putting down their own race as the male counterpart or like whatever or like totally being dismissive of it mm. um, um, and, yeah, I remember even, like, I think, like, two years ago, I had, like, a shit with Vanessa when we were both working at Aritzia, and I was, like, telling her about this podcast, and she literally got me so amped, just, like, send me this right now. So, like, she listened to gave me really good feedback, so, like, two years later, here Yay. we are on the pod, I was circle. I say, like,
1: I feel like the entire, all, all like, maybe five shifts we mm-hmm. had together, I feel like... I didn't do any work because I was so (laughs) busy telling you stories about me growing up and being like, I would just come over and be like, hey, how's the shipment going? Oh my God, so when I was in high school, (laughs) like, so (laughs) long But it's, it's, I think also like now I'm 31 mm-hmm. and i shit, really? Yes. You do not look 31. Thank you. That <laughs> you was really the plot spice? <laughs> of it. But, um. You did dance the Spice Girls. I so. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Expose. Expose yeah. so my age. Yeah. But the, it's, I'm only starting to feel like the, mm-hmm. the catharsis of like, it letting all of this go yeah because I've held on to it yeah. for so 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 long yeah. and like and it's also different to you know talk about it in a way where we're coming from a place of understanding a place of life experience and we're not just being like oh everyone's uh, being discriminated, like discriminating us and not understanding where they might be coming from and understanding we need to move through the world in a more like educated way. Mm -hmm. Like how we were like, I really love East Asian cultures, but I've been realizing lately, I don't know a lot about the Middle East and I have a friend who is Arab and I've been Mm -hmm. getting her to like teach me so many things because I can't be so proud of knowing things. Obviously I can get mad at someone for not knowing the difference between a Korean person and a Japanese person. Mm -hmm. But like, if anyone asked me anything about like... You the know, middle east yeah, i would yeah. i would i would be hard to find the mm-hmm, answer for me yeah. you know so mm-hmm. so i think it's it's like it's crazy that even at this age where you feel like i'm a fully functioning adult there's still so much learning to do yeah and, and yeah
2: no that's like a big part like with this whole like what's su what and protest, i mean and yeah. the stuff that's going on i think a really good thing to see is that there's so much allyship and there's a lot of asian mm-hmm. people that actually got you know they reached out in the community to find, like, can someone translate this into Chinese or mm. you know, oh, tradi- wow. and Farsi and Korean? So, like, we are the ones to be able to show our parents, like, hey, this is actually what's really going on. And mm-hmm. I mean, indigenous issues is a thing that we are never taught in we school, we never right? talk about it. Yeah, it's like when I was aware that, oh my god, this world is so backwards, and I've been acting like I'm white and blah blah, blah mm-hmm. it opens your eyes to, like, you know, you see everything else, like, you see people of, like, Muslim culture being, like, Mm. ostracized every day, and you just want to learn, and, Mm -hmm. like, I feel the same as you, where I'm, like, I can't believe I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Like, currently, I am dating a Filipino guy, and, of course, like, I have have Filipino friends, and it's different, but this is, like, on a deeper level where we even understand, you know, the different power structures that come into, like, being a Filipino person, right? Like, all the colonial shit that they went through. I mean, you know, like, so it's, like, they're trying to find their identity, I'm trying to find my identity, how, like do Asians come together in this Mm -hmm, way instead mm -hmm. of, like, hating each other? I feel like that's a big thing for Asian groups. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes, like, this interracial thing, if it's not so, like, oh, I only date white guys or whatever, I don't think, like, if you do it not because you choose are choosing because of, like, oh, they're white and that's my ideal dude or whatever, mm -hmm. but you're doing because you really love that human, like, I think that you can learn so much and you can teach that other person so much. And, I mean... Like, for me, it's just been rewarding, even though we're both Asian, and no probably no one outside could tell us apart. You're like, oh, y'all the same race, whatever. We yeah. both have corona. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, I've learned so much from that. And, like, I don't know, like, it, with an interracial relationship, like, how do you take that, like, for yourself?
1: Well, it's, well, because my husband is mixed, mm-hmm. so that adds another layer to it. Because, yeah. um, and then my close friends, they're all mixed. And mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting for me, too, realize that race, it is, I know understand, like, the podcast is made and we're talking about our experiences and, and embracing our culture, but at the end of the day, it's not everything.
0: And mm-hmm, I think it's, it's
1: hard, it, especially in Canada mm-hmm. or anywhere else, because, like, we wouldn't really be having this conversation if we all grew up in Asia, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We're yes. only having this yeah. conversation <clears throat> because we're here. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed, like, there was one thing that kind of, like, I still think about to this day where I remember... And I think that a lot of other Asian people do this, or maybe I'm just weird, but I remember, <laughs> I think Chijo was telling me a story and he was like, yeah, so like this person came in and he was like a total dick. And I was like, oh, what race was he? And oh he my God. Re- and he was like, why does it matter? And I was like, well, in my head, I'm like, I just want to picture it. yeah. yeah. I want to picture the story. Mm-hmm. But then you don't realize that you know, you're already building a story behind it, yeah, once, it yeah. you know, yeah. once you know who that is. <sighs> yeah. But I didn't even realize that I really do that mm-hmm. until someone called it out. And it's kind of the same way where it's like, you know, when you grow up in like the GTA and you, mm-hmm. you're in like Markham region, you call everyone who's Indian or something like brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you come elsewhere and like mix people. Like my husband was like, don't say that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a brown skin person. Yeah. And then it's just, it's, it's important to listen to one another, and it's important to be put in an uncomfortable space, mm-hmm. and to be challenged, and to be like, why do I say that? Does, mm-hmm. How does it make people feel? Right. Yeah. Because that is what white privilege is refusing to do. Yes, yes, yes. 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 And, you know, we, it's easier for us to come from a place where we're like, oh, shoot, I should listen to how this person is making it feel, because I've been in a situation where I've made, mm-hmm. been made to feel marginalized mm-hmm. or small, and so it's easier for us to get there, but if we don't can keep doing that, mm-hmm. then, you know what I mean? No, the other a strong point, yeah, yeah, for sure. The other thing is that it's funny when I get really defensive, like how you're saying you get really hot about people yeah. not knowing your culture <laughs> or, like, mis-ignorant comments. M- misracing racing you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Coined that term. But yeah. where is that dialogue for people who are mixed? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so sometimes when it gets to where I'm like, oh, my God, like, people are like saying these things about chinese people and they keep saying like i keep hearing things that piss me off like when people walk past me in the store and they're like ugh this was made in china it's probably garbage mm-hmm. and i'm like how does she not know yeah, like yeah. how how is she like how how am i feeling so upset about this but mixed people don't have that same Pri- privilege privilege, yeah. privilege yeah. or A feeling of sense of home and like identity. Like a union. Yeah. Yeah, Like or a tribe or something. Because where do they fit in? And then I think the more we move through this world like how we're all in interracial relationships. Mm -hmm. I think that this conversation is gonna keep changing and shifting where it's become like I embrace these cultures but I'm it's more about educating as Mm -hmm. opposed to one tribe fights against the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Because you For know sure. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's so true. Like we had our friend Sophie, who
0: is half um on the podcast like a couple of episodes ago, and she's like, yeah, like oh, I've always been the other, and like when I would talk to my white friends, like you know I was kind of like the white girl but mm-hmm. then when she was like her Asian friend she was like the Asian one so like yeah of course I, I can't obviously none of us can yeah. even understand like what it would be like to have two different cultures but like trying to find where they fit into both like it's so confusing Yeah. Mm-hmm. do you ever get that you look like half
1: yeah people I think I'm half, half white
0: first. yeah how does that how do you how does that play into like you your identity or like how you are like how you represent yourself as like an Asian Canadian
1: I think it's again being someone who can assimilate to white culture and and white people feel comfortable enough around me to say racist things about Asian people mm-hmm. I mean I think that's like an accomplishment as to how far I've assimilated yeah. into the into a culture right. it's kind of like you're shape-shifting so mm-hmm. it, when it's uh to your advantage, you can kind of yeah. move towards that, and when it's to your advantage to do the other thing, when you want to pull the like ethnic card, you can, mm-hmm. and that's I'm like that's my right to do.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I pick and choose, um, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I guess it's kind of funny now that you've mentioned that. I remember saying a lot in high school that I wish I was mixed, but I think I said that. I did that, too. Yeah. I think I said that only because I wanted to align myself closer to people that I thought were cool. Yeah, yeah,
2: I think that's the same um, with me, yeah. I think
1: that's pretty much it. And, like, another another funny thing is I used to, when I was, like, five years old, mm-hmm. I was like, I wish my name was Tiffany yeah. or Brittany or Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Vanessa. You're the
0: you got but it. Literally, literally. You're good. Because, you're good. Because yeah, you're I think good. I had
1: Barbies whose names were Jessica <laughs> and Brittany yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Tiffany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough. More, more. I more to it. the white I scale. It was <laughs> well, like next more. season's edition of Barbie's Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> good, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really, but, fine. Like, but then the other thing, too, is like, and again, sort of with like the school lunch thing, is like, I used to, whenever I used to go to get a haircut, <laughs> I would bring pictures of like Jennifer Aniston. Oh, never oh, no. look that way. Oh, I tried, tried that there and it does not work. I remember <laughs> the hairstylist giving me this look of like <laughs> like pity, <laughs> confusion. You're never gonna you're get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're cute, endearing. And then I literally didn't understand it until years later. And I'm like, imagining... When you went to H2Goa? To but like, <laughs> when I went to H2Goa, to that bitch bleached my yeah. hair in like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, But it's like, I never. I didn't understand the hairstylist's look until years later, mm-hmm. when I was imagining myself working at a hair salon. <laughs> I see a little Asian, like a little Asian girl come in and hand me a picture of Jennifer Aniston, and I'm like, I'm, dying. I'm oh my god. like, oh my god, how do we break it to her? Yeah, you know, like, we just <laughs> will just do it to her. with her. Yeah, we'll just. We're gonna do the same thing, but yeah, oh like god. I, I think it helped me kind of push away the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: No, definitely. When, when
1: it was convenient for me to, or when I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, we talked about, um, you going into liberal arts, well, <laughs> and liberal
0: arts, and then studying, like, East Asian cultures and stuff. Mm. How did your parents react when
1: you told them you wanted to take that? So, I, I cry. No. <laughs> okay. you well, cry? what, well, what happened was, um, I got into some business schools, so because you, you I wasn't good it. at science so then I was like next thing is business yeah yeah, yeah duh. Duh. <laughs> um, and so I got into some business schools and then I got into McGill but only in arts Ooh. so I didn't get into McGill management and they, they still have, want that on the resume that's why. they still want it yeah. so I um one of my cousins is she's a really remarkable woman who's it, like has done like five different career changes mm-hmm. and oh my God. just like, really impressive yeah she told me one day and you know when sometimes people when you're young people like plant a little seed in your brain and it's literally inception she was like don't go to the school that you think you should go to visit all of them and go to the school that you want to live in like you want to go to the city that you want to live in and then obviously obviously you go to visit like laurier western queens and then you go to spend like a day in Montreal. Yeah. Where do you think you're going to pick? Yeah. Uh, legal drinking at 18 I am gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I how I sold it to my parents was mm-hmm. I said I'll transfer. Oh, of course. Program. Smart girl. And then what happened obviously was I didn't <laughs> I, mean, <you> <laughs> <in the laughs> sauce. I yeah, I got lost in the sauce and then my other sell to them was like, "Oh, I'm going to stay in the arts program, but I'm going to do my LSAT." Oh, you really sold it to them. Yeah, never, but you, you never did it. Never once. Oh no. Did you even have not like once. that thick? I think LSAT the slow- No, I, I don't even know what materials are needed. I never even <laughs> looked it up. I am not like, eligible. <laughs> <for> <dummies laughs> did not exist. No, and I think the one step I took towards going into whatever what everyone else was doing was yeah. taking Psych One Hundred and One. Oh. And then after that, I just took all the East Asian courses, wow. like, which is
2: awesome that you did. Yeah, that, right? that's yeah. really cool. I think that's like if I had the opportunity, I wasn't and I I don't have liberal, I didn't have liberal arts to just, like, I I had to do these stupid mandatory courses. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, I want to, like, go back now and just study it for, like, not for fun, but, like, for me, like, or something, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, it was also very extremely privileged, like, you can kind of guess my lifestyle, like, growing up in Richmond Hill, going to private school, Mm -hmm, and then my parents, like, going to McGill for my parents, Mm -hmm. like, I was extremely privileged to have that all taken care of, Mm -hmm. and so I, the way I looked at school was you know, not in a great way. I right. was I didn't want to be there. I yeah. just did. What was going to get me the degree? Yeah. And when I was in, like, literally in first year in that kind of like event where you go and see all the different clubs and stuff, I saw that they had a dance team (gasps) called Urban Groove. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't allowed to dance when I was in high school because I had to focus on getting my ARCT and piano. So I was like, I'm in Montreal by myself. I'm going to start dancing. And then from then on, dancing with them. And then I realized, hey, like, I'm in Montreal, which is a great city for the arts. There's so much good dance. happening in there so Mm -hmm. I started to take dance more seriously kind of stopped paying attention to classes started shifting in that direction and uh yeah I've danced ever since then so I'm thankful obviously like I did still did graduate don't ask me about my GPA (laughs) GPA? (laughs) (laughs) um but like I have a degree from there I'm grateful for that my parents won like caveat was like you have to Finish, finish your degree, and yeah. then we'll support you yeah. through whatever, whatever else. Um, but I'm yeah, still I'm still to for say that. you're you Know they're bringing it up so we have a friend, so we have yeah, a friend, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, again, it's interesting. It's like you can be whatever age you are, and they'll still kind of wonder, like, oh, so like, do you think you will, late. yeah, you think you will be a lawyer? And I'm like, so <laughs> I feel I'm sitting this I, down for you, <laughs> I, yeah. Let me just what's not clicking, yeah. <laughs> the deadlines have yeah. passed mm-hmm. several times. You're yeah. like 50 and they're still asking, okay, it's oh, like, I, like in their will,
0: yeah. like, I hope that you're gonna be a lawyer. Do you have doctor. any like advice for? kids that are might be like I don't to be honest I don't even know who listens to this that might be young no like, they do yeah they're <laughs> like that are like maybe younger going through like a creative career outlook how they should approach it with their parents well, mm.
1: like do you have any advice um what I wish I would have done is I wish I would have just gone for it embraced it embraced it mm-hmm. because I think moving with the purpose of being accepted by your parents or having them understand what you do mm-hmm. is a lost cause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just spoke yeah, right she's so right now. now. <laughs> because they do love you, but they don't understand it. And especially in, you know, in, in 2020, what is a career? Mm-hmm. How do you make your money? Yeah. The, the lines are really blurred now. Mm-hmm. They're not, ever gonna get it (laughs) there because they're not following like the wave and the trend Mm -hmm. of what's happening currently so they're not gonna understand it and I think what's important is that you don't feel like you failed yourself Mm -hmm. you know And like eventually, if they're going to come around to it, they're going to come around to it. But then at least you wouldn't have wasted that time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because who knows? Yeah. yeah, Who knows what you could have done in the times you were tiptoeing around Mm -hmm. thinking about whether you were or weren't disappointing them? Because the truth is Mm -hmm. you could do everything that they want you to do and you might still be disappointed. It's true. If yeah. we know anything about Asian parents. It's, it's literally that, though. It's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like chasing a never-ending goal. It's like, oh, well, we just want you to have a job that starts at 75K. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to 75K, they're like, okay, what's the next step? 100K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you yeah. get to 100K, it's 150K. And once you get this, it's like, there's when you're chasing Never things end. that are material goods, and, mm-hmm. and I think what a lot Spaces. of parents would wouldn't even fight me on is that they do equate money with success yeah yeah but again like we are privileged enough that they gave us this life where we can understand success in different ways in in different ways we can measure it in how happy we are how Mm -hmm. our relationships make us feel um our status in whatever we're doing, Mm -hmm. like, in the industry we're in, like, those things can help us go to sleep. It's not necessarily money. And also, again, boomers, you kind of fucked the whole world up for us. Yeah, yeah. So there's not really much we can actually, uh, like, realistically attain in terms of, like, house, land. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's... The traditional value is
0: that they're trying to see us as being successful.
1: We're working with different things. Yeah. Um, So I think it's just important to, like know what your purpose is what you want to get through and mm-hmm. like just really gun for that and think about your parents as like n- not your parents but like people human. that human mm-hmm. like they're another person in your audience mm-hmm. that can or cannot come you're yeah. to what it can it is you're
0: giving me all these facts right
1: now <laughs> it was just for you yeah
0: I I'm like like it was I great. Yeah. She a she's therapy. like this isn't even like, like uh, yeah. young people
1: are listening yeah. and taking out notes that's for sure but it's true because like we're all creative spirits right mm-hmm. yeah. like we're the three of us aren't gonna be like okay click and then all of a sudden we're gonna get a job that is traditionally yeah like get our LSATs like you're always gonna lean towards like even if you do get the job you're always gonna be like oh what's going on on this side when that's your passion yeah that's your yeah you have that it's never gonna die yeah
0: yeah I feel like we're also at an age now like yeah walking down the street I see so many interracial couples and like you know taking non-traditional career like directions and as, like, morbid as it is, like, as the generation, like, before us, like, you know, start to pass on, like, we are creating that new generation. Yeah, and, like, do yeah. I really want to make the decisions now to make my parents happy who maybe be in, like, you know, X amount of years is not going to be here? Like, yeah. do I want to live with that decision for the rest of my own life? Like, yeah. call me selfish. But, like, no. Like, we work so hard in this hustle, like, culture to, like, get to where we need to be. And, like, I don't want to make decisions. But, like, I find it personally hard to communicate that to my parents where it's not me
1: disrespecting them yeah mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the cultural differences have, have you ever like shown a vulnerable side to them like kind of like like me opening up to them like talking to them about your career choice but in a way where they're like oh this is really important to her yeah
0: like personally for my career choice I think they kind of give me like a, a pass because like I've don't take a penny from my parents and like I've right. always had a good career, like very gratefully. And but still to say I literally talked to my dad yesterday and I, you know, he was like, So like, do you think you'll ever go back to public relations? Cause that's what you went what you went to school for. Our and I'm like, friend. oh my god. Damn degree. Um so I think there's still ways, but you know what? It's actually really amazing. Um during that time I could have been so quick to be like, Oh, like why do you not understand that I'm this? Mm-hmm. I actually took the time to like explain to him, you know what? I learned so many great skills when I was in PR and I all these things that I learned I have the privilege to look back and like take little bits that what I like and maybe go into this like new direction of career that I wanted mm-hmm. He's like cool sounds great yeah like most of the times I do catch myself not giving them enough credit to like mm-hmm. actually be open and understanding mm-hmm. um, the parts that like I feel more vulnerable about with my parents is kind of like my like relationship with my mom of like, my like boyfriend relationship that mm-hmm. I have, I think uh, they also come from like a Christian background, mm-hmm. so um, their ideal is like for me to be married to like a Korean guy who is works for like Samsung, mm-hmm. or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. So, those are vulnerabilities, but yeah. like, yeah, literally, like, such a, a total different topic, but yeah, I think there's like a language barrier for my parents and Mm -hmm. I so having to understand that and just I feel like as we've been getting older we've just been drifting apart and like how we even face life challenges and they them not understanding how I might go to like point a to point b so like them being so in the dark about like how I became an adult Mm -hmm. it's just such like a scary moment for them so they just like think that I've gone broke and I'm just like this devil child but like I'm such a good daughter Like you I, really I'm are just, you really are yeah. you don't come off as a devil child yeah, yeah you're you you know? like the best of, best kid out of all yeah, of us here and, right okay, now okay I'm just kidding but like honestly the scene that I resonate with so much even though I hate Lana Dunham is like you know that like oh, first episode girls? of Girls when he's like when she's like you know how many friends out there are, like doing crack cocaine yeah. and like I literally am a golden child that's <laughs> like ma- or like you're sensitive because I'm dating a white guy like yeah. Let's talk through this. But this
1: is this is what's really great about this conversation is like you are like the golden child. I feel like I'm somewhere in between. And then you were saying how so you had crazy. like, oh wait, yeah, so like a child. wait, yeah. no
0: disclaimer, definitely not
1: the golden child. No. Maybe in career, yes. But. <laughs> but like it's this is what people need to see is different yeah. shades oh, true. And, yeah, of true of Asian girls. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. even even though we are being represented, it's always like like, you know, that one cool girl who only says, like, two lines. Yeah, and has, like, one streak in her hair. (laughs) One streak in her hair. She's, like, on her phone. Or, like, the, you know what I mean? Like, people need to be hearing these stories. Like, Mm -hmm. I think if I was a young Asian girl living in Toronto listening to this, I would literally be, like, I feel so seen. Mm -hmm. And And, like, I'm so happy that you guys are providing the platform for this. Like, Yay! <laughs> That's literally why we do it. I know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think like one last thing. Like, mm-hmm. well, it kind of goes with like a like the last question we have too. But it's mm-hmm. like, on um, my personal take, and it's not to, on every Boomer, and I think my mom has changed, but they don't like change like we know that yeah but I think we're more flexible like so we're making this podcast not saying it's for younger girls but if I was younger and I had someone do this for me I think my life would be completely different oh, 100%. I would feel 100%. like oh there's an outlet or there's people that thought like me right but other people think like me like
0: yeah. I thought yep. I was the crazy one
2: like, me too you know, that's yeah. pretty I thought,
1: much it that's the like aha moment mm-hmm. yeah, yeah
2: and that. I was like oh or whatever so I think to, for us to set up the future better, like, what is, what do you want to see, like, happen in the future, in terms of any, it could be anything, it could be with, you know, the representation of Asian girls, maybe that's the main thing, like, Like, what are you seeing on the media lately?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I've been waiting for, and, like, dying for, is to see, like, okay, so, I I do hip-hop dance, Mm -hmm. and I love hip-hop. And there's a whole thing that Eddie Huang talked about in Fresh Off the Boat Mm -hmm. where he's like, a lot of Asians who grew up in North America align themselves really quickly to black culture, which which a lot of, I think, other minorities do because they have made such good strides in fighting for, you know, like representation, whatever, like, in the culture, and agree, it's so yeah. strong that that it's really easy to kind of, like, piggyback off of it, because you're like, well, if it's not bubblegum pop that I want to listen to, mm-hmm. and, like, obviously I'm not a black person, but I understand that he's rapping about struggles, and he's mm-hmm. rapping about, mm-hmm. like, different things that I'm like, okay, I relate more to this, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I've kind of been wondering, like, where, like, the other Asian girls that have had this experience mm-hmm. uh, have been, yeah. and also if we can do it in a way that is respectful of the culture and not using a black scent and not yeah. being problematic. And mm-hmm. because I love the culture and, like, sometimes I worry, and I worried about this when I was a young dancer. I was, like, mm-hmm, yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm a bit of a fraud because I'm dancing hip-hop and I'm battling in hip-hop, but I don't come from, the, like, right. you know, uh, what people would think that I would come from. Yeah. And I felt like a phony. And I asked one of my mentors at the time, uh, Link, he dances in New York. And he mm-hmm. was like, uh, do you listen to hip hop? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you like draw like doodle like graph? I was like, yeah, I have like a signature. Wow. He was like, he was like so, and you like battle. Do you like write poetry sometimes? Mm-hmm. Like, do you write your own things? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I do. He was like, so what about you isn't yeah. giving back to that culture? Yeah. And that was really like, I still think about that to this day, mm-hmm. It's Im- mm-hmm. it's important to know like not be problematic in it but Mm -hmm. um basically what I was wondering is like where those people are yeah today I think I found one she (laughs) found the one literally literally, like well we don't we don't know that we don't know yet could be it's a it's a lead yeah it's a lead but (laughs) like this girl her name is Audrey I literally don't know anything about her but she has this banging video and her song is called Comic Sans and it just just starts with her like and she's literally just rapping her flow is really dope I think she sings too because I think there was only like one or two songs on her Spotify Mm -hmm. and she's already kind of blowing up because she has like hundreds of thousands of views or millions but I'm that is so inspiring to me because Mm -hmm. when you watch her she's not dressed sexy she's not eating dim sum yeah yeah. Yeah, she's she's not not walking down
0: Chinatown
1: no she's it's very like kind of like a skate sort of vibe and she's just there and her like face is so stereotypically Asian so it's Mm -hmm. not even she like she has to be a like a Jane, yeah, yeah, or like someone who's mixed, like a Nicole Scherzinger or mm-hmm. something like that. Like she just looks straight up Asian. Yeah, and like yeah. I've been dying for that because even though like I'm a huge fan of what 88 Rising is doing, yeah, sometimes it does really feel like, for example, like the Made in China song. It's like yeah. it's like they're they are still so kind playing. of portraying. They're yeah. putting on like a thing. I would, you know, I'd rather have them like walk through rural China and show yeah. me a bit of China that I don't know. Yeah. yeah, or for another thing, like you know that have you seen the videos of like that girl who's like a farmer? No. And oh, she I, had, have, like, I, have, I have. I have. I have. I have. I I forget what her name is.
2: She's. Well, she's in. She is, she is in China. She is in China. Yeah. She's like this young. She's mm-hmm. young, and she just shows her daily life. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I haven't watched too many of them, but they're my, really cool. Yeah. They're
1: edited really beautifully, nice. and like the aesthetic is just very like beautiful, like yeah. China farmland, and yeah. like she no shows you to how to that. make. But the whole point is like to be authentic to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't try to fit into a mold, which yeah. is what the pro- the issue I have with us being portrayed a certain way mm-hmm. or feeling like we have to put on a different face to be yeah. funny. Like, you don't have to say things in a ghetto accent to be funny. Yeah. You can yeah, just yeah, be yeah. funny. Yeah. You've been through enough <laughs> yeah,
0: it's to be it's funny. humor. Is that... You know? Then where do you stand on Awkwafina? Uh, <laughs> No comment? We can do no comment. I feel like that might go into another tangent. I,
1: I, I think what I've said yeah. is, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of where I stand well, on her. That's fair. fair, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't... They, I don't disagree completely on the topic of her, but because I understand you got to exactly. do what you got to do to assimilate and survive. But I don't think it sets a good example mm-hmm. yeah. for other people who may not be thinking so deeply mm-hmm. about these topics. Right. Yeah. Who might be like, Oh, well, you know what I mean? Like if I just talk like this, yeah, like yeah, I'll yeah. be able to get attention. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I think you should move authentically, become be who you are and let that mm-hmm. speak for itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's fair.
2: Sick. Like if I had a music or you had a music video, on, you don't have to shoot it in Chinatown. Yeah. Or you don't have to wear masks or wear you like. You have to wear like the, the latest. Slip. I don't know what the fuck. Like you know, what people yeah. are trying to dress up like old ladies or like. Because yeah, hey, you know China
1: what? Let the white people shoot in Chinatown. Because they already do that
2: anyway.
0: Oh, there was actually just like really um, viral video about this white guy yeah. who actually like lived in China for a couple of years and he goes oh, to geez. get his nails done and then obviously like the Chinese lady is like talking shit about them in Chinese I'm sorry in <laughs> not in Chinese I but it wasn't Cantonese or Probably Mandarin not. Yeah. not Mandarin? no it he was it was a different dialect that he was practicing and mm-hmm. this I guess is really rare yeah. and there's like just like one really funny scene where she he the the nail technician is like these guys are every time they're filming things are like crazy huh and then the guy replies back into like her dialect and she's like so shocked apparently it's getting viral views i personally thought the video was really long and boring but (laughs) like
2: can you just leave (laughs) leave us (laughs) alone did i ask you to
1: learn this rare dialect (laughs) this is so not useful but that's a whole other topic that i could get into where people are way too elitist about language no it, no yeah you can learn it doesn't make sense for you to make fun of someone who has an accent because they already speak a different language yeah and exactly and only speak English 100% mm-hmm.
2: yeah and yeah. I think
1: I think a lot of what I saw going to McGill and being in East Asian Studies first of all the, the white people got way better grades than me because <laughs> I obviously also had what an embarrassment ego for I an I had an ego because I was like oh whatever I yeah. have a bit of Mandarin I'm not going to yeah, study yeah, yeah, yeah. okay Chinese is fucking hard oh, yeah, really have really hard. to study mm-hmm. but like I what I saw a lot of was like you know I would see girls with like their little like silk pencil cases or like (laughs) or like you know being really into it and it would make me feel like kind of like I'm laughing at them like oh like that's so lame but I also thought about hey like if I didn't have a a cool culture I Mm -hmm. would probably do the same thing I think that that's Mm -hmm. them just trying to fit in the way that we are kind of always trying to fit in somewhere else you know that's fair
0: that's true Shit, I thought we were gonna be talking for like two hours, but we did pretty good. <laughs> it's an hour, yeah, but yeah, Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on. It was I a pleasure. I truly think we could probably talk for another hour, but I yeah.
1: can come again. Yeah, Ooh, part, two, <laughs> part two, part two. <laughs> <on> cliffhanger.
0: <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It's a long time coming. So happy to have you. Um, but yeah, thank again. you for listening. Guys. Bye, bye, guys. Bye.